Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the NXT TakeOver Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's NXT TakeOver 36. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT, but also Raw, SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to uh, look ahead to take over this evening. It's been a bloody busy weekend, even though we are recording this before everything goes down. Yes. Um, yeah, Punk and Hulk Hogan at Rampage was unbelievable. <laughs> um, didn't expect a lot. Uh, we've talked at length about the Roman Reigns trajectory. I think you were big into... Beat Cena, beat Brock, beat Rock. But I didn't see Cena winning and then them going for the triple threat with Austin and Rock at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Roman gets back into the title picture, but the 40,000 went wild. So there we go. And surely after those entrees, NXT TakeOver is ready to be the main course, isn't it? Or is that just the main event? Because you've got your starter, your main, and your dessert, and the main's too big, and you don't really want your dessert, and you're starting to feel sick, but it's happening, and they're shoving it in your face, whether you want it or not. The thing is, like, we've been hot and cold, I think it's fair to say, this year on NXT. And the build to some of these matches haven't been great. Some of them have been quite enjoyable, I have to say. But on paper, this should be a sensational takeover. You've got a match that's already got five stars before. You've got the return of Samoa Joe. You've got a a feud between two former best friends in Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. You've got the million-dollar bollocks, which I love. And you've got the end of the Undisputed Era, effectively. It's a hell of a card on paper, this. It's a really strange one, yeah. Um, I can't decide if this is an indictment of uh, NXT's booking or an indictment of people's lack of interest in NXT now because you're right it's a card that looks better on paper than it's felt watching over the last month it's a card that even in our NXT reviews I've tried to make a point of saying that it's you know it's the card that you would expect to see from the television that we've been watching all of these matches no you don't look at this and see a bunch of match graphics they have told the stories to get you to this point um and yet it doesn't feel exciting it is the victim, let's be honest, and we're saying this before we've even recorded, and yet I feel like like the shows have happened, and yet I feel like mm. I can say this with confidence, it is the victim of being placed on a weekend where simply bigger things are going down. 
You know, that's that. I think that's a both objective and a subjective take. Um, so it will be sort of the forgotten stepchild of the wrestling weekend, I guess. Um, but maybe that'll benefit. Maybe substantially reduced expectations will help. Um, as you've pointed out, and as we'll get to, uh, there's at least, I would say, two matches on here that could be show stealers. Um, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that the two out of three falls match won't be what we all want to see, I think, out of these two wrestlers. But then again, they're both supreme workers. So maybe they'll elevate a stipulation that has tanked matches before. You know, it's like, it's a lot of ifs, a lot of buts. And I don't think this is necessarily going to leave anybody like walking away from the show thinking NXT's back. All of those rumours about it being ruined, uh, you know, not to be worried about. It's all good again. It's not. This is a brand in trouble. It's in a, it's a brand in flux. And I just think, yeah, the, the best hope this show's got of succeeding is, I think, the lowered, almost non-existent expectations of mm. it. It stands to be the sleeper hit of what we can call wrestling's biggest weekend of 2021, not the standout that maybe TakeOver used to be once upon a time. Yeah, it's a sad indictment of where we are, like you say, that we're, we're reflecting it like that. I have no doubt that this could be a, a hell of a show, though. Intriguing to see when NXT goes next with all the, the talk about four weeks of tapings or whatever it is, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll deal with that in due course next week. And let's start with the NXT Championship match, which, you know, seems weird because 99% of the time you'd assume that would main event the show. I would assume the two out of three falls match probably will do that on this, but I'd love to know your thoughts. We'll start talking uh, about Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe because, well, it, it, it's such a... <laughs> It feels inevitable, but also, uh, who bloody knows what's going on with Karrion Cross? I suppose. I was going to say, it feels inevitable that Samoa Joe leaves as NXT champion, and it probably is the right booking decision, but will he? Yeah, I think he will. Um, I know what you mean about that kind of, the unpredictability element is not particularly because of the story that they've told. It's just because it's hard to work out exactly where Karrion Cross fits in in WWE at present. It's not as if they've positioned him as, I mean, they're getting there, I guess, but it's not as if they've positioned him as the terrifying new threat of Monday Night Raw. Um, the main event crew on that show are not looking over their shoulder now that Karrion Cross is on the roster. He is just settled in rather bleak fashion into life on the Raw undercard. Um, so on one hand, you think, well, that's his permanent place now, time to get the belt off him. On the other, it's like, well, if that's all he's doing, do they really need to take the title off him in NXT? Can he not mm-hmm. just do both? So that's where it's unpredictable. But I do think for the good of Cross and the belt, it's got to go to Samoa Joe. Um, Karen Cross can never have that um, clean break on Monday Night Raw. He just can't. But getting rid of the belt offers him a little bit of a fresh start. It's almost as if he's in stasis between the two shows at the moment. And if anything, having that belt has become as much of an albatross around his neck as Vince McMahon's withered mind. You know, it's... (laughs) Just still having it almost probably reminds Vincent Mann that he's not his permanently yet. And maybe once that's gone, maybe then WWE will commit to him or Vince McMahon will commit to him in the way that some of Karrion Cross's fans want them to. You know, they want to see him presented in the same way he was when he first arrived in NXT. Samoa Joe as the NXT champion, again, is a cool visual, if nothing else. The guy that, much like Finn Balor, has returned to the brand where people loved him once before as champion and he's come back and he's done it again. Um It'll get people talking. Again, this is not the weekend to be competing for column inches in the you know wrestling scape. I say it'll get people talking. Not that much and not that loudly compared to other things that are likely to get them talking. 
But come Tuesday night when there's no other competition for conversation and then a graphic flashes up, we hear from new NXT champion Samoa Joe. Maybe somebody will just be like, oh, yeah, oh, I kind of want to see what that's about. Hmm. So I think there's intrigue with Samoa Joe as NXT champion in the short term. And I think it does give Karrion Cross that start proper maybe on Monday Night Raw. So like do the sensible thing and book the title change. And how do they do that? whilst simultaneously protecting Karrion Cross, And what, what length of match do they do, I suppose? Uh, 90 seconds, twist of fate attempt into a roll-up with feet on the ropes. <laughs> like, obviously, of course, that will be Triple H's concern, is to preserve the awe of Karrion Cross. He doesn't book people into the ground. Um, but I wonder if he's already half off the boat and he doesn't give a toss. I wonder if it's just... Like, in all seriousness, um, looking at how... Triple H and NXT at large have been dealt with lately. If indeed Paul's still got the old pencil, maybe he just books a clean finish for the guy that he's actually got on Tuesday night and doesn't worry too much about Vince McMahon's problem on mm. Monday. Um, seven minutes, Kikina Clutch. Yeah, like nothing that can get too boring because I think Karrion Cross's longer matches have really struggled in that regard. Uh, in that regard. Um, something that expresses the supposed violent hatred between the two of them, of which we've seen flashes of in their pull-aparts in CWC, and Karrion Cross getting choked all the way out of NXT in very much the traditional write-off. It just so happens that he's made the jump first. Let's move on and talk about the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez defending that against former friend Dakota Kai. This is one I do hope gets a fair bit of time because... Certainly, with especially with someone like Dakota Kai in the match, they have the potential to steal the show here, don't they? Considering that it's been a bit of an afterthought on TV. Yeah, and much like this takeover itself, I hope that these two can benefit from lowered expectations. Um, the, the separation has felt rushed. It's felt a little bit clunky in its execution when, for the longest time, Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were kind of managing this one themselves. Um, that's not to say that they weren't being, there wasn't creative investment. I'm sure there was interviews where the whole purpose was for them to talk about who Gonzalez is fighting this week when really what we want the fans to be looking at is the tension between the two. You know, like I'm not suggesting that all of that was improv. It's probably been like, on the docket for the longest time, but just the execution hasn't felt great. I think what took a lot of the air out of the balloon was the turn taking place on a taped show. So people had, you know, a knowledge of it beforehand or a visual in the mind of maybe how it would have looked and it diffused it a little bit when it finally mm -hmm. aired. Um, so hopefully, yeah, this is a big standout performance from Dakota Kai. We've had a lot of them before. I expected to lose, but Raquel Gonzalez could very much do with a win, not just that sort of solidifies her as champion, but solidifies her as the um, potential star that she looked on the way to winning that belt. I would argue that from winning the title against Io Shirai to right now, she's not had as a match as good as any that she was having on the chase. So fingers crossed Dakota Kai gives that here. And again, like to mirror the points from the, the men's match, maybe this is it for Dakota Kai. She's gone 50-50 uh, with Aaliyah in the big buildings. Um, mm. Maybe they've taken a look, but ignoring them results, they've liked what they've seen and Dakota Kai's time is now as well. Being honest, upon defeat, there's not a lot for her to do left. So I wouldn't be opposed to her getting the call. Yeah, I feel like she'd be perfect on the main roster. Um, and like you say... <laughs> disregarding match results against Aaliyah on main event or whatever it was. Yeah, I think putting over Raquel Gonzalez, making her look like the dominant champion we've willed her to be the moment she she took that title sort of thing. Um, and hopefully just 
reinforcing, I assume, the baby face turn because it hasn't really been that distinctive for Gonzalez, has it? No, um, I think the the nature, again, the nature of the, the spoiled, I guess, nature of the turn um, probably didn't help fans who were just watching week to week trying to stay invested. It probably didn't help them want to get behind her. Yes, Dakota Kai is a long-standing heel and has jumped Raquel Gonzalez from behind as a way to get a title shot. But uh, yeah, I would like to think that this match... Um, goes the extra length to establishing that she is the good guy. Babyface turns when the heel turns on the babyface are rubbish because that's the worst possible start for a baby, for, you know, a character's life as a good guy. Oh, I'm good now because the bad guys didn't want me around anymore. I always <laughs> go back to Triple H kicking Randy Orton out of evolution for this example. You know, like why get behind him when the villains and they're like, oh, we don't like you anymore. It's, you know, it's like this ridiculous way to start life as a hero um, so yeah, hopefully the match does the job and then it's on to straight up heel opponents for Gonzalez. Good guys versus bad guys. The dynamic should favour her and hopefully this is the start of something better for her going forward because I do expect her to win. I don't think this is a, I don't think they surprise us with a Dakota Kai victory mm. here if just to switch it back next month or something. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So we've got one title defense, one title change, Let's talk about the NXT UK Championship. Can Ilya Dragunov be the guy to end Walter's reign? I mean, unintentional busting open aside, I thought he looked sensational on NXT this week. And we've already got the blueprint, Brad. These two can just go out and batter each other and, and really put on a show doing it. Yeah, it's the most unpredictable match on this card. Um, 
if only because while Walter's reign as UK champion, I wouldn't, I would always argue, hasn't been prestigious. It, like the count, the day count, whatever we're up to, is nothing but a number, really. You know, he didn't get to defend it a lot when he first beat Pete Dunne, and then we had the pandemic. So this is the sort of match, as was the original Ilya Dragunov match, that does go some way to making the reign feel prestigious. Defenses that you can remember, the likes of the Champa match being another one from earlier this year. Um, I just not sure now's the time. NXT UK is permanently in the mud, but is sinking deeper after the Enfield sponsorship that made the footballers look like the wrestlers and vice versa. Hmm. Um, that roster, as of yet, are so low down Nick Khan's firing priorities that nobody has disappeared. It surely needs a champion like Walter to give it the slimmest veneer of mattering. And like, I don't want to discredit Mako Satamora, by the way, as the women's champion. I think she deserves a nod in that regard mm. as well. You've got having two credible champions is just about the only thing that this show can hold on to. You know, I don't imagine they've even got any free lanyards to give out to those on getting on the BT bus now. There's nothing in that studio. There's absolutely <laughs> been stripped of everything that, that could possibly matter other than Walter and I guess other than memories of this match. And yet, Dragunov has um, lost to Pete Dunne. So if he was to win the title, Pete Dunne would be arguing that he should get the first shot. Maybe that was put in place to set that mm -hmm. up. Uh, he's bled for his art after a total banger with Roddy Strong that maybe was there to let people know you're going to get a bit more of this guy and you're going to enjoy him. And his chemistry, um, like Walter's, meshes well with the few people that do come in uh, NXT to make a difference. I think it's super, super tough to call. Uh, I'm going to go with Walter simply because I think there are a number of crowd-pleasing results on this show and Walter will be cast as the heel in this one. The Ilya Dragunov will yet again be tasked with slaying the giant. Mm. And I think elsewhere on this card, it's quite babyface friendly. And I think they'll look for this one to be the one where you're willing Ilya Dragunov to just get over the line, but he can't do it. He just cannot stop Walter. And I just looking up and down at the other results, it seems like one of the ones where you can give a heel a win. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. 868 days it'll be on Sunday. Uh, Matt, it is. It is. But like, Champa. Dragonov, and tell me what else has really mattered from the Walter title run. 800 odd days. It's a very valid point. I, I I think you're right. I think Ilya Dragonov, I mean, just look at the last match. He didn't look at that and go, what a loser. He was valiant in defeat and what have you. And he just, you know, just couldn't overcome this monster. I think uh, Rampage is going to be the one to, to Rampage Brown is going to be the one to, to take the title off Walter eventually. I think that could well be another five-star match if they book it right. He's obviously former WCPW star, so I'm, I'm completely biased, but uh, those two beating the crap out of each other will be great. And, and like you say, just looking at the rest of this card and the way we're going to go forward and book it, you're probably spot on there that they aren't going to have, as much as they probably want the audience to go home ecstatic, yeah, it's just, I don't see it happening. I see Walter like, and them saying, oh, he's running close, but who the hell's going to stop him now sort of thing. And then yeah, maybe in six months we'll have Rampage versus Walter on uh, on another takeover, which would be fantastic. Um, right, let's talk about my favourite match on this card. Not Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, but of course, the Million Dollar Championship match. It is going to be LA Knight defending it against Cameron Grimes, and the stipulation being... If Grimes loses, then Ted DiBiase must become LA Knight's butler. Will this 
leave me happy or leave me incredibly sad, Hamlet. You're going to be very happy. You're going to be you're going to be over the moon. Yes, um, it's it's a nice stipulation. Uh, Ted DiBiase has put all of his faith in Cameron Grimes. Um, looking at him, it doesn't look like he's got the money to invest. So faith is going to have to do. And we know, to be fair, he's got plenty of that. He's a pastor. But um, do you really need much more of Butler stuff? Mm. And wider question. As a Cameron Grimes mega fan that you are, do you really need a great deal more of Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight? They have at very least peaked this angle just about at the right time. They've had matches that have over-delivered. Ideally, they have one more here and you get a happy ending. And already, I will say, if this feud ends on Sunday, as I believe it should and will, with the Cameron Grimes happy ending, and he doesn't take the million-dollar title, he wins it, but he gives it back to Ted DiBiase and that disappears as the, the prop that it's been useful being. Um, credit has to go to LA Knight for mm. one of the surprise hits of WWE, NXT, however you want to call it, from the guy that strolled on to a pre-show from Impact and had us all going, oh, Christ, have they just got nobody left to sign from BWG? Um, he has had one of the stronger years in NXT, I think, over-delivered in the ring, giving people exactly what they would have wanted in the promos. Uh, I eagerly await you undermining everything I've just said with one of his famous deliveries as I finish talking. But that's what LA Knight has gifted you and all of us in 2021. You can still have it. It's okay. Um, and yes, I think Grimes will win. I think uh, DiBiase will be salvaged um, from having to be embarrassed by weeks of more butler skits. I just hope the match is good because they've honestly, they've surprised everybody, I think, with the quality of their work together. And I'd like it to go out on a high. All right, cheers to us. Uh, yeah, I think exactly what, what you just said there. I still want them to do that spot where LA Knight low blows Cameron Grimes and he's just got a massive wad of money protecting his kid. <laughs> I think that's a great spot, but I, I love the way you book this and the way, yeah, Grimes doesn't need to then be the million dollar champion because it's like, is it, does he keep defending it? Is that now an active championship on NXT? You don't need to do any of that. Look, he's, there you go, Ted, off you go. Like you say, I think we've, we've, we've gone to the end of it with all this. And I think it's raised the stock of, of both men in, in LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. And, uh, yeah, we talked about it when they first were fighting for the Million Dollar Championship that maybe it's better long-term if you put it on LA night and then have them... And it has turned out to be the case. And like you said, I've just got to echo what you said about LA night. We know the the performer, both in ring and in comedy stuff that, that Cameron Grimes is, but we were anxious, let's say, when LA night was, was included in all this. But I think... He has either played the straight man or the bully or whatever it need, needed to be in each scenario, spot on. And yeah, the the the, the interaction with Ted DiBiase has, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's weird because it's kind of been forgotten about by a lot of people. But I think taking this whole thing from beginning to end, I, I can't really fault much of it, if I'm honest. Uh, and this is the spot where you, you conclude it all. Yes, hopefully. Is going to be million dollar champion or at least win it back to give it to Ted DiBiase. Right, let's conclude with the end of an era. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls match. The first fall, traditional wrestling match. Second fall, street fight. Third fall, if necessary, it will be. It definitely will be. <laughs> is the steel cage, of course. How do you see this one playing out and uh, the future of one Adam Cole? I mean, I'd just love it if it wasn't necessary. I would give the biggest pat on the back to NXT if that third fall wasn't necessary. 
Um, what is this match and what are, the, what are the implications of this result? Are the implications of this result, Kyle O'Reilly wins the big one, yet again is reheated for a title feud, for example, or is now finally established as a top guy on NXT? Or is it that Adam Cole has left NXT on his back? Because it feels like the result isn't in doubt, but it's what that result represents, you know? Um, Kyle O'Reilly has to win. It's a rubber match, but it's not. Um, the one he won was the one that didn't count, as Adam Cole would like to say. So he's got to get that victory that he can absolutely pin up and say, look, I have done this thing. He's lost too many big main events to choke here. So I think from a narrative point of view, even if we knew nothing of Adam Cole's contractual status, we'd be saying the same thing. You know, like this is absolutely Kyle O'Reilly's time. Um, I think, oh, I think O'Reilly wins the second fall and Cole wins the first. Yeah, I think that's normally traditionally the way that goes, isn't it? Yeah, um, and then obviously he beats him in the steel cage. The knee drop off the steel cage, perhaps, is the finish. Plants it right to his face, I don't know. Um, and yeah, what what is this for Adam Cole? Is this simply an opportunity to put his friend over? Um, and then, oh, what's he going to do next? You know, who's he going to feud with? Or is it because he's on his way, um, whether that be to AEW or just out of NXT? That's truthfully where the intrigue is. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it's NXT, they know their audience. It wouldn't be the worst thing to play up to that as well. Just have the commentators say something. Who knows what possibly comes next for Adam Cole? Maybe Kyle O'Reilly wins, the cage is raised, and Adam Cole is left there flat out and kind of looks at the audience, neither smiles nor looks sad because he's too cool for any of that. But we all know what this is. And he walks out, and that's the Undertaker, right? I don't know. Um, the dream, the dream is under 30 minutes. I don't think they can do it. So I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm saying this to will it into existence, but I'm not saying it with belief that it will happen. Um, do not NXT take over Toronto this. No. I'm cold. Do not hang weapons off the cage or stick them to it with sellotape or whatever it is. They'll find a way to sneak a table or something in there anyway. They can't help themselves. Um don't Sean and Triple H this because you did it enough at the last takeover and that was one match with one fall. This has got three. I would love them to be a bit more economical with the time. This is a five-match takeover and the best five-match takeovers tend to go between about two hours and two hours, 20 minutes. If this goes 40 minutes to an hour, you are dealing with like an hour and a half for the rest of the card. That includes entrances. That included the requisite time for Walter and Ilya Dragunov, for Raka Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Why? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, why either make the show longer than it needs to be or take time off two of the bigger matches on this card? Please, please, please keep it lean and it stands a fighting chance. And there's a way around that. I think you have Adam Cole maybe lose the first fall, but just because he uses a weapon and goes, right, there you go, I can use him now for a street fight, and just batters him, and then gets the fall back perhaps. And there you go, you've got two of your stipulations straight out of the way and you just go to a steel cage match relatively swiftly within 15 minutes, let's say. Smart as well. It's smart on Adam Cole's part. Like, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love them to subvert all our expectations and have him waffle Kyler Riley with a chair three or four times, takes the DQ, pins him easily and then thinks, well, let's be a piece of piss lower the cage. And then you have the competitive match from there. I think that's stupendous booking, solves all the problems and potentially gives us a great match. Do that. Thanks for listening to NXT. Do that. <laughs> it's exactly right and uh, it's going to be yeah I, I think we all agreed that we uh, uh, convinced that Kyle O'Reilly obviously is the one who will win this feud where Adam Cole goes next is 
if I'm WWE, I'm throwing, especially having looked at like, you know, the go home segments for this, I'm throwing all the money and all the offers of main roster championships or whatever it may be at him as possible. Because I mean, yeah, I think you're right. His time in NXT is probably over whatever happens, but I really don't think you can afford to let someone like that go, especially on a weekend such as this. Although we're recording this on, on Friday afternoon, I will say that. But let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT TakeOver 36. Who you think is going to be standing tall at the end of it all on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and whilst you're there, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts quite a fair bit of stuff out at the moment and it will be continuing to be like that over the next few days i sense as well but for now this has been the nxt takeover preview my thanks to michael hamper thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.